welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unscripted Energy. I'm your host, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined with my co-host, Pat Jones. How's Pat doing today? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I am. I'm excited for this podcast for a variety of reasons. I'm good. You look okay. excited. You sound excited. <laughs> I am very excited. Um, yeah, if, if anything, on Unscripted Energy... You know, we we call out our. There, I don't think there's any secrets on here. Is are there? Pat? Right. <laughs> no. Call out our stuff. <laughs> we call out our stuff. So this week has been really difficult because I, um, I had the honor of interviewing a special guest for this week's podcast. Pat couldn't be there. Um, she had family business to attend to, but um, right. I got to interview somebody that I really enjoy. So we'll look forward to that later in the program. So. Um, Video-wise, if you guys, you know, listening to this and watching our podcast on YouTube and on Facebook, and you see that I'm wearing the exact same outfit that I wore when I interviewed this person a few days ago, that was planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not unscript that, so there's that. Nice. Yeah. So, Pat doesn't know the word of the week. This is first time for unscripted energy. Yeah. I actually already know the word of the week because our guest and I talked about it a few days ago. So, without further ado, the word of the week, Pat, is understanding. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now... I love it. Yeah, you can see why I was excited about... Yes. I, I couldn't tell her because, you know, we've talked, we've talked since then. Right. Pat and I have, but I, she didn't get to know the word until today, and I said, I just can't wait to tell you. I won't give it away, but it's a good word, and it was really appropriate for our guest. So, yeah. couldn't have picked a better word if I tried. Well, and when you told me how excited you were about it, it just, it seems to kind of usually work out that way on, on our podcast yeah. and in our conversations. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Spirit just knows what spirit's doing, right? He picks yeah. the word. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's yeah. pretty cool. So look for, I'm looking forward to sharing that later in the program with our listeners because it was a great conversation. So, so stay tuned yeah. for that. And I'll post the video of that um, when this goes live on um, when we, next week when we post it. Um, mm -hmm. Next week from when we're recording today. For those of you who don't know, we record the week before we actually post it so um yeah 
So it'll be... Yeah, it's, and it's always on Sunday mornings. Yep, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Yep, it, it comes out on the podcast, on the channels, as they say. <laughs> Great. Ah, so, one of the things that, Pat, you, you, you may or may not know that I did um, in regards to format is I just had a conversation with our guests. So, um, we haven't had a chance to do, like, the meaning of the word um, or the... Okay. Or the meditation so we're going to get to do that here in just a moment so right. i'm going to look up for those who like that definition i'm going to look up the definition of understanding and i put this word there's a reason why i put this word in my mm -hmm. wheel um because i was taught a very valuable lesson at a hypnosis conference um Oh, probably three or four years ago around this word and it stuck with me so I put yeah. the word on my wheel mm -hmm. uh, understanding uh, is listed by Miriam Webster as a mental grasp comprehension so having an understanding of something mm -hmm. the power of comprehension um, it talks about the power to make experience intelligible by applying concepts and categories. A mutual agreement not formally entered into, but in some degree binding on each side. It further goes on to talk about how understanding is being friendly or having a harmonious relationship. An agreement of opinion or feelings or an adjustment of differences. And that last one is the one that really sticks with me. An mm -hmm. agreement of opinion or feeling of adjustment or differences. And then in the adjective category, it goes down to talk about that we're in, endowed with understanding, meaning, um, you know, having some synonyms like tolerance, mm -hmm. sympathy, knowing, intelligence, things like that. So understand understanding that's our word of the week what do you say how do you feel about that beautiful I love it. um i just love it because this has this uh really hits home for me right now with mm. some things that are going on in my life and my family's life so um i'll just try to hold the the tears in. Okay. Well, you know, things happen here on Unscripted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, words hit us, and that just goes to speak to the message behind why we do this podcast, right? Because yeah. we have, we've had conversations around the power and intention of words and how they can evoke our emotions. Yeah. And so, you know, in the spirit of that, I say we drop in and, and Kind of see where this lands with us i will tell you from an energy perspective the first place it landed with me was on my heart but as i continued our conversation with our guest um it landed you know mostly in my heart but it gave me a lot to think about so it landed in my third eye mm -hmm. as well um, but it also landed i think in um in my throat and in my root chakra so 
as we were as we were kind of talking, I thought, you know, we can get cemented in, and I don't want to get too much into conversation before I put in get into the um, meditation. But I think it hit my root chakra because I had this idea that we can really get stuck in our ideologies, right? These things that were either told to believe or ideas that we formed out of whatever our beliefs are. And a lot of times we don't give a lot of wiggle room yeah. to yeah, we can, those things. Yeah, we can, we can uh, dig our heels in. Yeah, we can dig our heels into something that matters to us, I guess for good or bad. Right. So, with that in mind, let's go ahead and drop in. And if you are somewhere where you're able to meditate with us in this moment, where it's safe and comfortable for you to close your eyes, I would invite you to do so. Because when you close your eyes and you meditate, you're allowing yourself to really drop in and to look inward at yourself and if it's not safe for you to do so that's okay just tune in later to this portion and then you can play along with us so as you drop in and you close your eyes and you take that look inward be just be aware of your breath just be with your breath it's in that breath as we breathe it in that understanding comes to us either from the ethers, the heavens, spirit, what have you. And as that breath comes into our body and that sense of understanding and knowing comes into us, we breathe out and let go of lofty expectations of ourselves, of others. We can let go of the idea that we need to be tied to one concrete thing that in understanding we gain fluidity. We create space and in that space out of understanding grows love and compassion, empathy. And so as you breathe into that knowing which comes into your third eye in the middle of your forehead, notice as that understanding is transformed as it comes into your third eye from the divine, your connection to above, travels in behind your eyes and helps you to gauge a different view. And as that energy continues to travel downward to the back of your throat, helps you to temper the words that maybe you say in judgment or harsh discernment so that you can offer words of understanding and care. And as you breathe out those lofty expectations of others or self, and you continue to breathe in and that energy travels down into that heart space, the unity of that energy and your understanding and your knowing and the space that you have provided and curated for you to continue to grow as a human 
and gain more understanding soon encompasses your entire being your body your mind which you know is not just in your head but encompassing all parts of you and especially your spirit because it's in the spirit of understanding that we grow and our understanding may not always be perfect but when we root it in love it has potential for us to nurture not just ourselves and our spirit but it has potential for us to nurture others in the way that God meant for us to so just breathe in all that goodness and as you exhale let go of anything that fails to serve you well and take a few gentle breaths here so you can allow your energy to continue to swim in that sea of understanding. And allow that feeling to remain with you. Namaste. I don't know where this stuff comes from. I was staring right directly at the camera the whole time going, really? I'm just, yeah, I was like, I'm just yeah. led by whatever you're pouring like, into me. Obviously my eyes are closed. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Good stuff. Absolutely. What's interesting is I'm actually in the process of writing a new mindfulness protocol. It's this, mm -hmm. and um, as I was, the one of the things that came into my mind, I, I just looked over here and I have this little, this little sticky note and it just has letters on it and then words next to the letters and the letters stand for colors of the rainbow because I'm a chakra person, right? Mm -hmm. And green in the heart center, the word that I have on there is not understanding. It's actually self-control and when I, when I looked over there and I saw that green meant self-control, I thought that really just marries well with this idea of understanding, that it's our understanding of what our beliefs are, of what, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with our beliefs, but I think as humans, we're, we're flawed. Yes. <laughs> Would that be right? And yeah. one of those flaws... Perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. And I think one of those imperfections is oftentimes we dig our heels in so hard and become so rooted and stubborn in wanting to be right mm -hmm. and wanting people and wanting to be heard on our platform that we don't leave the possibility for anybody else to be right. Yeah. Right? So... Or, or if, in, or if there, if somebody else's ideas aren't right, you know, they, it, it does. We don't have to agree with that, right? We can still offer understanding and not say, like, if Pat, yeah. if you and I had a disagreement about something, and I'm going to throw this out there just because, not because I'm trying to ruffle feathers, but it's because it's the truth we know about each other. We, mm -hmm. Politically, we're not aligned. We know that about one another. Right. We, we still get along. The rest of the people in our world maybe not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no 
but we get along and that's because we offer one another understanding we don't define each other mm -hmm. by that thing alone yeah and i the way you're expressing that it makes me think of the word space it's allowing some space within yourself between those ideas and beliefs of others and 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 understanding that you know maybe that other person has some space for you and maybe they don't maybe you know and so maybe they're not your person and that's okay yeah or your people that's okay yeah how boring would this podcast be if Pat and I were exactly the same? Yeah, Snoozeville. <laughs> <laughs> Snoozeville. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think it's because, I mean, we have obviously commonalities, but there's many things that are very different about us, and there's things that Pat does that I enjoy, um, and there's, you know, there may be things that I do that Pat doesn't enjoy. I don't know what they might be. But um, but it's in that space that we don't have to express it, right? Because understanding is there. Yeah. Right? And allowing that individual to be them. Yes. I think that's an important piece to just humanity that we're missing sometimes is understanding. And I'll tell you if I'll, I'll tell my story because you know there's a story. I, I I really want you to because we've talked about this before, and I'm I am just so tickled that we're talking about this because um, it's been a while since you told me this story, and um, I've thought about it several times since you talked about this, yeah. and I actually, this is so cool that you picked this word because I was just thinking about this maybe last week and and kind of drawing on what you said yeah so I I will let you tell your story and then I'm excited to talk about it well if if I will say up front that my colleague Carolyn if I get this if I don't tell this verbatim the way you told it I apologize and then perhaps We'll have her on the podcast someday so that she can set the record straight. Um, but in, in a nutshell, this is my my takeaway from a lesson I went. Um, so uh, Carol Chang is um, Carolyn is a is a hypnotist and um, lives in Hawaii, and um, she is um, married into a Hawaiian family, Hawaiian by culture. Um, and she um, was t giving us a lesson at a conference about this the prospect of, and people have seen it, lots of different people teach it, it's this principles of, and if I butcher this, I promise, I, I apologize, but it's Ho'oponopono, okay? I think I got that pretty close. Which is, which a lot of people, I say a lot of people meaning anybody who's not Hawaiian <laughs> um, <laughs> tend to butcher the prospect of what that really is. It's a sacred thing to the Hawaiian people. But in when you, you come over here to the lower 48, appa uh, apparently we've bastardized it. 
to be quite blunt, and used it for something that it's not meant to be used for. And so Carolyn actually has been given the task by the Hawaiian people, by the culture, to re-educate people about why this is important to understand that we're not to use that prayer and that principle in that way. Um, and I won't get into like the depths. I have the, the prayer um, actually hanging on over here on my, my um, bulletin board in my office, but um, you can look it up if you want to. You know, there's the, it, it's, it's a very easy little prayer. Um, but it's actually used, my understanding, ceremonially in the Hawaiian culture um, because people who have bastardized it use it as a forgiveness prayer. Because it's like, it, it goes like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, thank you, I love you, please forgive me, right? And it's not meant to be used in the way that it's being used. Okay. And so, um, and, and so she went into this kind of, this talk, and that this is the part that really, really stuck with me, is that when you're born, um, before you're born as a Hawaiian, they have this ritual um, in, with, when you're still in utero, and to to give this blessing to this child that's about to be born into this this um, I don't know if the appropriate word is tribe but family um, in the Hawaiian culture. And one of the very first things that they do is that when you're born into the Hawaiian culture, you that that prayer that people are using and using it appropriately, it's not meant to be used that way because in the Hawaiian culture you you don't need forgiveness. And the reason you don't need forgiveness because at birth you are offered the blessing of understanding. Mm -hmm. So that no matter what happens, I would imagine that, you know, you go, let's say a child is born, they go out and they commit a crime. They're, they don't need to be forgiven by their family or their tribe because they're offered understanding. It's not a condoning. It's not a saying, it's okay, you know, that you messed up, you know, it's a, it's a way of offering people understanding so that they can then atone for what they've done, make the wrong a right, and move forward, rather than relishing in the guilt and the shame and everything that comes with the act of forgiveness. And so I tell you that because it's important for us to understand that when we're offering like forgiveness to people just in general, we as humans, like if Pat did something and she's like begged me, please forgive me, I mean, I messed up or whatever. What's happening in there is, is not just her needing my forgiveness, right? It, she's trying to atone for whatever she's done. What she's asking, what, what's coming then behind that is, She's riddled with a lot of guilt and shame, which is not necessary in, in at least in my culture, in my opinion. Now, that's not to say it's not that way in some other cultures, but shame and guilt and all that is not necessary in order to heal. You don't have to feel that to heal. Understanding alone is so much more healing. That's what my takeaway was from that. So, Carolyn... If you're listening, I apologize if I bastardized your story. <laughs> but um, my again, my big takeaway from that was simply that 
if we as humans offered people understanding first and foremost, they wouldn't ha feel the necessity to suffer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens when we don't offer understanding. And again, that's not condoning. It's not saying, you know, that if I, it's okay, I forgive you, you know, that it's okay, whatever you did. We're not saying that. What we're saying is like, I understand that you made a mistake and that you're trying at this point to make amends and go forward. So let's make amends and go forward. Right. There's no guilt. There's no shame attached to that or there shouldn't be anyway. When true understanding is there. So that's the beauty that I take away from Carolyn's story. Yeah, and that, you know, such a... So hard. It's not it's that simple. It, it's such a big thing um, that every single human has had to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, no one escapes it. Nope. Um, but, but just dropping into that word understanding just a little bit to me is, is peaceful. There's a peace there. Yeah. And, and I've said for many, many years, really long time, since my, since my after, <laughs> my before and after, since my after, mm -hmm. I've said, um, walk a mile in my shoes. You know, you have, if you want to, you know, talk to me about anything <laughs> in a way walk a mile in my shoes mm -hmm. and and to me that is there's having some understanding there of what and I, I look at other people that way okay I have if I can get to a point of understanding I have to put myself in their shoes for a moment mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just a really important concept for, for us as, as humans. And absolutely. It is a very important concept. And I said earlier that it's not easy, but it should be. And I think when we have that understanding that peace arrives in that understanding, it becomes easier. And I think the other thing it does, so... Peace arrives, I think, for both parties. I think guilt and shame should be alleviated from the perceived guilty party, I guess we'll say, in the understanding of both sides of this. And, mm -hmm. and I think the other thing that happens is then the person who is offering the understanding, you're not riddled with having to harbor anger or mistrust or anything that comes up as a result of whatever happened. When you're offering understanding, you know, that stuff is, is absent as well. And I think it's important from a mental health or spiritual health standpoint that we learn to adjust to this idea of, of offering understanding. Now, in that understanding, again, from my perspective, in that offering understanding, my understanding might be somebody continues to 
behave badly. My understanding may be that they just aren't equipped or don't have the tools to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to get, I mean, mad about that? There's other ways that I can take a stand or, you know, be an ally or be an advocate or whatever if it's necessary and in a place where, you know, tension or disagreement or whatever comes in. There's other ways to handle that, you know, with without getting mad. I think part of advocacy is offering understanding, right? That, you know, yeah. you're, you're taking up a platform for... To, to help people to understand why something is important. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, and I'm just thinking that for my own, um, my own personal experience, I'm thinking of a, um, a family member, a very close family member. <laughs> it may or may not be my father, okay. Um, <laughs> that when you were saying that it made me think of him because and what I what the point I want to make is that it can take years and years and years to come to an understanding of someone and then I finally realized he was doing the best he could with what he had he didn't have certain things to give mm-hmm. and it took so many years for me to understand that yeah and it was I think it was after forgiveness now that I now that I'm yeah it's kind of dawning on me I mean I could say I forgive him and then later I could understand yeah yeah and and you know and I understand the need for people to go through forgiveness I think for me I've adopted the idea that I don't have to offer you forgiveness because of my beliefs that's not that doesn't fall on me that falls on God Mm -hmm. so I can offer you understanding and I can offer you space to turn it around and if you choose not to that's not on me you know that's on them and I think in my personal experience with my parents it was easier for me to offer one parent understanding more so for some reason than the other and it wasn't until later like when I say later like the last three or four years later maybe maybe the last two years Um, that I was able to offer the other one understanding in that same way you talked about. Um, But in that lesson, in that understanding, I came to to know that A, that parent didn't, like you said, have the tools and the means at the time Mm -hmm. to facilitate whatever should have happened, um, in my opinion. But the other understanding I came from is that she was just mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. That she was, was hers. Just mean. Yeah. yeah. She was just a mean-spirited human at times. She wasn't like that with everybody. If you ask my friends, and yes, I'm talking about my mom. If you ask my friends and my kids, 
they'll tell you that she was among one of their favorite humans on the planet. And if you go back and, you know, Facebook memories comes up, you know, we're coming up on the 10th year of my mom's passing. It's hard to believe, but, you know, I this journey started of her her last year started just, you know, this month. And so I'm starting to see Facebook memories from that. And I think to myself, like, man, like you got you guys aren't living that, you know, you guys weren't living that. She was mean, <laughs> you know, but she was also dealing with a lot then. And so she was lashing out at people closest to her. Uh, that happens a lot. Right. Know? Because she figured we weren't going anywhere, you know, so. Yeah. I, I guess that's one reason why it's that way. I'm not sure what. That's that's always a interesting concept too. Um, yeah, and that's it's so true that the the people closest to you are the ones who turn on you when when oh, the yeah. times are. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, and mm-hmm. yeah, and and you know, you fast forward, and I'll share just a tad bit of this without getting because then I'll start crying. You know, fast forward to the day, the evening that my mom actually passed. Um, you know, my sibling and I aren't close. We're still estranged. Um, probably both of our choices at this point in, my, in our lives, but it was largely my choice. Um, for a variety of reasons that I won't get into. Um, but after she was pronounced and we came back out to the waiting room, he said, can I have a hug? And I offered the hug. I gave the hug. Um, but it was with, um, I don't know, like with, res- with resistance, I had, you know, I was guarded for a variety of reasons because of how the, how this person is. I have, it was in my healing that I was able to offer this human understanding of how they are and why they are, but, um, I'm still not, I had to, I had to make important boundaries for myself, for my wellness and my safety. Um, and it was difficult to do because a lot of my family didn't offer me understanding or, and our friends, um, our family friends didn't offer me understanding in the process, you know, because he's grieving too. He lost his mom too. I get that, but, um, I couldn't, I couldn't help both of us heal when, um, when I was being lashed out at for things that were beyond my control. So well, and really, I wasn't offered the understanding I was given. I was giving, yeah. I guess. And that happens. And we can only, we can only do for ourselves. We, yeah. we can't do it for somebody else. Mm-mm. And, and the other thing is you can understand, you can get to that point of forgiveness and understanding it doesn't mean you have to like it. It right. doesn't mean you like what they did or mm-hmm. or you're going to, you know, skip down the road holding hands. Right. Um, it's just, it's just a releasing of, of that, that heavy stuff that we really just don't need to be carrying around with us. That's exactly right. Like, I like how you said, like, 
we can do it for ourselves, we can't do it for them. Like we can offer it, but still that understanding is it's really healing for us. It's healing for them too, but they have to accept that concept that this is just where things are. I'm offering you this understanding. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying what you did was okay and I'm not yeah. all right with it, but I'm offering yeah. this kind of olive branch, if you will. Yeah. And that doesn't, like, I, yeah, we don't have to be best friends. We don't have to agree. We don't have to agree to disagree. We don't even have, we, we can be indifferent and, and yeah, you know, go on with our lives. And that's kind of where I am with that relationship that mm -hmm. I've made a decision to, to do that. And I, um, and it was later that I discovered that in doing that, I was hopefully creating spaces for both of us to heal, that that person didn't feel like they needed to maintain this relationship because I was the only person left in our family, initial family unit. Like you don't have an obligation to me and I don't have an obligation to you. And I think that sometimes happens in families, right? Where mm -hmm. we have this sense of, because we're born into something, there's a sense of obligation that now I have to take care of this human. And that's not true. That's, a, that's still a choice. And like it or yeah. not, sometimes people, I'm not equipped, right? I know that I'm not equipped to take care of that human where they are in their life. Mm -hmm. So I had and to make choices. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to make those choices and offer understanding that somebody else can do that better than me. And that's okay, too. So, and by all accounts, I was right. <laughs> I, I they, was right. they did it better than me, than I could have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. un understanding is a concept that we need to learn as humans. There's a time and a place to get up on the soapbox and to advocate and to be loud and be heard and to be and to make a point argue and argue your point yeah mm -hmm. and absolutely but i feel like so much more could get done if people could get in a room and offer understanding to one another and both sides be heard and even if you come away with i know people some people will say if everybody just came away with indifference nor nothing would get done right one side's got to move and I'd say, well, I don't know that that's true because there's still two sides, right? So why can't those two sides work independently to get what they want to get done and the other side work to get what they want to get done? And yeah. may, maybe that is a direction. It's not been tried before. Um, and maybe some people will say, well, in some well, in some realms it has been tried and it doesn't work that way. It's just a continual spinning wheel. And maybe that's true. Maybe I just have a very simplistic mind. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, you know, we have how we look at things, and um, it's, it's a good thing, I think, to look at things simply. It, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I think so. It benefits me, so I don't get overwhelmed by all the thoughts. Like I used to. <laughs> yeah. It certainly helps me to simplify things by offering myself understanding first. So. Well, that's 
that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, that's really the place to start. Yeah. Where did you feel understanding? Like when I first said the word, where did it kind of hit you, Pat? In my heart. My heart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first place. Like I noticed it the when I pulled the word the other day. It first came into my heart, and then, like I said, it it traveled upwards into my head, and I started thinking about different things that I passed judgment on as a human being, and why does that even need to be there, you know? And and you know, then it went traveled down my spine into my root, and I thought, well, that's why it's there because there's certain things I was told that I had to believe as a kid, and I don't believe those things anymore, and. It was just interesting. Yeah, and and when you were saying that before, I wrote I wrote down acquired chi mm. um, because that's what happens as you know after we're born and and we start acquiring all this different chi from our parents, our teachers, uh, society. Everybody everybody in the world that we come in contact with and and um, you know I mean things are very deeply rooted and there's your there's your root mm -hmm. chakra things are so deeply rooted in us sometimes it's hard for us to understand someone else's point of view because we don't know any different We've all, I've always done it this way, or I've always thought about it this way, or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, I think that's something to really, um, to spend some, some quality time with. Yeah. Because, um, and like you say, Across the globe, if you know, if we could all have more understanding, it, what a difference how the world would be. But we can only do that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But um, creating that space within us to say, "Hmm, I really, I've never thought about it that way before," mm -hmm. and and give yourself some some time and space around oh maybe I could think about that differently yeah yeah maybe I could just think about that differently mm -hmm. again you might come to the same conclusion that no I just don't like that okay mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. understanding you have for yourself but that doesn't mean that behind that that you have to necessarily become um, you know incited, angry, you know, frustrated, right. whatever might come behind that, that often comes when something doesn't necessarily go your way, right? You have this understanding mm -hmm. like, yeah, I just don't like that and I don't understand why that exists. Well, yeah, you can do that and be indifferent and neutral without being hostile or mad, you know, because those feelings aren't serving you well and certainly the person or the idea, idea or whatever it might be that you're thrusting those other um, feelings onto, 
then it doesn't necessarily affect them. It's only really affecting you when you're angry and, you know, yeah. irksome about something. I don't care. <laughs> you, you don't like me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the word neutral. I, I think I like, I, I like neutral more than indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because that kind of leaves a, a little even playing field then. Hmm. I can see that. I think neutral has, neutral has zero energy, right? It's not positive nor negative. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that way, um, yeah, I mean, if you just have a different, like the example you used about us, about you and I, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just because we, have a different viewpoint on something it doesn't mean we um that it stops us in our tracks right that you know and, and that's an important point because um it could and it does for a lot of people mm-hmm. you know it can lead to all those negative things you were you know the the mm-hmm. anger, the frustration, the the jealousy, all those things, and yeah. it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. And I think what's interesting, Pat, that we, we circle back to that, is that I didn't, so I didn't know this about Pat, like, until later in our friendship. Yeah. Right? So I, I learned that before I knew this factoid about her, I knew that I was a, I was a lot more like Pat then I realized, and then I found out this factoid, and it literally stopped me out of tracks. And I said, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? And she said, "Yeah." And I go, "I would have never guessed." You know? <laughs> okay. And it really wasn't but, a thing because we had a relationship outside of that factoid. I don't know if it would have, for me. And also, also, that's my acquired chi. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Same, I'm, I guess, same here, in a way, um, but it mine's, it mine evolved um, over time to become, become my own, but it's, I think, similarly, there's some acquired chi there. It, it, but what's, in, what it's interesting about me, it's like, I think about that whole relationship and finding that out, it's like, yes, I would have never guessed it, but looking at it, it's like, I don't, I know I wouldn't have necessarily, I don't know that I would have necessarily judged you if I would have known that yeah. first, you know, if we ran into each other outside the polling, outside yeah. the board of elections or something and yeah. you were wearing yeah. a certain shirt and not that you're allowed to do that, but I mean, you know, there was some way to yeah. tell, right, right. you know, and, uh, you know, then I would, I don't know that it would have made a difference because. That's just not who I am typically. Um, I say typically because I I will admit I do have certain. It, it it's it's very fear based. I I recognize that about myself that there's. Um. That I have that I have that kind of judgment that I'm trying to offer understanding. In this kind of in this culture that we live in, to as my husband would say, to oh, the I, to the other side of the aisle. 
that's how I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not like um, pounding the desk and stamping my feet, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I'm not calling people, you know, nicknames for one side or the other. I'm not, I don't dive into that nonsense. No. In fact, I'm. <laughs> It's really, to me, kind of funny that we're even talking about it. It is to me, I, too, because I don't go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I, am not, I am not a political person at all. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not either, which just it makes me laugh when people throw my name around in those circles and I go, <laughs> you don't, no, you don't, you don't want that. You don't want me running for office. <laughs> Trust me. I'm real. I'm good at serving our community right where I'm at. Nobody wants me in any other office. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a lot of people out there listening now that are hearing you say that. So. Well, good. Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> good and for a variety of levels. Because I'm happy serving our community the way I the way I'm currently serving it. So there's no political aspirations whatsoever. Yeah, but it's and funny. You do, and you do a great job. Too. Well, thank you. But it, it, it just cracks me up because it comes up frequently and I go, no, <laughs> no we're not doing that. No, they're always trying to get somebody good in there. No, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't figured out why, why they, why anybody would want, me to run for some of the things that they've suggested lately. And Chris is, my husband is the political person in our family. I'm, I'm Switzerland over here. I love everyone. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's, no, that's not true. That's, I don't maybe that's why we, <laughs> that's not true. Maybe that's why we have an understanding about this because I, that's how I am too. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, um, to me, it's just, better that way yeah I, I i don't know if you heard i said i love everyone i said well that's not true <laughs> that's not true i offer i offer love how about that i offer love to the world but you know i'm i'm only in love with god and my husband so yeah i offer love to people just so we're clear i don't want to i i'm I, I got a I got a proposal earlier this today before I came in to record and I told came out and told Chris I said it was a it, 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 if I offend anybody I apologize but um I don't mean to but I I got a um I got a, a message from I think the Crown Prince of I I don't know who he was where he actually is from but um commenting on my, my profile picture of me and my husband and I don't typically accept those messages but we had a couple friends in common so I opened it up just to look and I said I think we're engaged now and he goes <laughs> we're, en we're engaged I said yeah I think I think we're in a thruple with the crown prince of Nigeria or something I'm not really sure oh the conversation took a turn and I was like I gotta go Thanks for the blessings. I, I do appreciate I do appreciate the blessings, but I really wasn't. It, it, it could be a cultural difference. Maybe it was just being very nice, but the perils um, of social media. Yeah, exactly. And and, and 
And for the record, if they are a listener to the podcast also, I, I think my husband's a very nice-looking man as well. Um, and, and thank you for the compliments. I think we are a beautiful couple, and I'm not, I'm not interested in a throuple. Some, so, but thanks all the same. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, that's the understanding I'm offering offering you as we segue out of this rabbit hole that I've throw, thrown us down. I get all kinds of messages. You can only imagine. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, because, you know. What I do for a living. You're, well, and, you know, you're on social media. And, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit gullible because I'll open a message. I mean, I, I usually am really good at seeing, like, the red flags and going, yeah, let's not click on that because that's probably not, that's probably got a virus in it. I'm really good at picking those up. But we had, I get, I get messaged a lot from people in the field that I don't know that, like, they'll see a post from another colleague that I comment or something. And yeah. so we'll have a conversation about that. So I, that's why I clicked on it because initially I thought that's what it was about because I had commented on a mutual friend's. We had a okay. lengthy conversation about something, me and the mutual friend, and I saw that they were a friend, and I thought, oh, they probably want to either tell me how right I was or how wrong I was, and no, that wasn't what they wanted at all. <laughs> something quite different. Something quite different. Quite different. <laughs> so my my imagination went a thousand places in, a, in like five minutes, and I said, I've got to go. And I need to put you on restrict because I can't, can't with you right now. Oh, dear. So, sorry, I'm a one-man woman. <laughs> way that it works. Okay. All right. So, when we come back. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Halls of Justice. Um, when we come back to Unscripted Energy, I'm going to save this train before it falls completely. Probably shouldn't make that pun. Bad pun. Yeah, no. No trains falling off track. That's probably a bad thing to talk about. I didn't hear you say No. Cancel, cancel, cancel. When we come back from the silliness that we've created, let's try that instead. Um, We have a special guest. And Pat will be hearing the special guest for the first time when when this podcast wraps and she gets to listen to the whole thing so when we come back from um from break you'll get to hear um our special guest and i'm not going to tell you who it is you're just going to have to wait so stay tuned do you have a word you want pat and i to consider for a future episode You can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Show this uh, at uh, 
The only thing anybody's concentrating on is your beautiful face. Well, aren't you so sweet to wine and so <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in Springfield, uh, Illinois, Selena Lincoln, and um, I'm here uh, doing a, a bunch of shows. Today's the final show, so I got a matinee posting at 2 p.m. Um, that I'm going in for it. So uh, this actually works perfect to do it here if this is all right in the dressing room before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so happy that you that you made time to, to chat with me today and so I can learn and our listeners can learn a little bit more about the wonderful Dixie Longgate. So I've been following you for, oh, honey, I don't know how long. And I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell our listeners that, yes, my accent's going to come out. My daddy's from Appalachia. So as soon as Dixie starts talking, I'm going to start talking too. And it's just going to happen. Every time I'm around people that have even a trace of Southern in them, they just all start, they, it all comes right front to the, to the front. It is, uh, it's the funniest thing. And then when I, I because I, let, I feel like I don't have that strong of an accent. And then I'll talk to my mama because I'm on the road all the time. I'll, I'll have a conversation with my mama and I get, it gets so thick after I get off a call from my mama. It's the same way. She just pulls me right there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, I mean, she's still, it's, uh, like I say, there's some people that, um, you talk to my mama or my mama when she was alive, and I, I, people would not understand what they were saying because mm-hmm. the accent was so <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's what it is. But, um, yeah, when I, since I've been on the road so long, I've had to sort of uh, lose this, uh, touch my accent just so that people can understand me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, you know, it's part of the fun. People always, they always comment on it. So, yeah. Where, what part is your daddy from? My dad is right from the, on the border. He was born in. Virginia and okay. grew up in Kentucky so he was right there in the midst of Appalachia right on the border of both and um, he was he was a dear dear man and so um, yeah that's where it comes from it comes from awesome. it's, it's in it's in these dang roots and they're right in those genes <laughs> get rid of it you know what's in there it's never gonna leave that sounds now how long have you been doing the, the podcast Pat and I have been doing the podcast for, honestly, it was a year ago in October, and it started, yeah, that's all, it's been four, four seasons, we're in the fourth season, and it started because she's kind of my neighbor, we live around the corner from each other, we both work in the wellness field, I'm a hypnotist, she's a Qigong instructor, and we would have, we would go on these walks, and, and just talk about anything, and I said, why aren't we recording this? This is this is podcast gold right here. And so I entertained the idea one day. I said, what if we just drew a, a, a word at random and talked about how it hits us, you know, how the intention about or behind words, because there's so much power in the words, which is why you're so good at what you do. You make people laugh, so right? Sweet. The words you have that you say have meaning. And so that's that's how it came to be. That is awesome. I love hearing that. I love. I think so many people during the pandemic, which it's so interesting. A lot of people during the pandemic had opportunity. Like everybody's like, "Oh, someday when I have more time, I'm going to dot dot dot." And then the pandemic rolled around, and then everybody had all this time. And the amount of people that just didn't do anything all the time to me is sort of staggering. And then every once in a while, you run into somebody that's like, "You know what? During these last couple of years, I focused on something I never thought I would do before, and I made it successful. And I just put committed to it." And I love hearing that. I think that's my favorite thing about hearing the good that's come out of you know out of such 
tough time, you have to look for the good that came out of people. And I think so many times, and I talk about this a little bit in my new show, Cherry Bombs, Butter Rockets, I think so many people don't even realize that they did something amazing during the pandemic, and you have to kind of coax it out of them because people are so programmed to just think, my life is just my life. I just go about my day with no big event. And then you go, well, but do you, do you realize you did this, right? And they don't think about, oh, yeah, I, I did that. Yeah. And they, they're just, people are just not programmed to, like, celebrate themselves and, and yes. know what they, sense themselves, what they are capable of. That's and so I love hearing a story like that. So that's great. That I'm so proud of y'all. And I'm so, I love it. You know, I just saw you commenting on one of my things. Uh, and that's where I saw it. And I was like, well, hell, I'll do that. I think that'd be fun. Why not? So. That's how this interview started. I commented and said, oh, my God, you'd be fun to have on my podcast. And and about, I don't know, a half hour later, there was a message. And I was like, is this a spam bot? Like, <laughs> I, I about fell off my chair. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, my God. I- I love that. This is her. <laughs> I always, uh, you know, I'll sit down, I'll post something, I'll get back. I'll spend time always going back through things and commenting on things and trying to inspire and empower people or see what I can do to add value to the conversation that's happening. And, um, and then every once in a while, you know, and I find wonderful things. People are so kind. Um, but then every once in a while, I'll find something that is like your comment. I'm like, boy, hell yeah, why not? That'll be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm glad it's worked out. Absolutely. I'm glad it worked out too. And in here in a moment, we're going to pick the word together and Pat will oh. find out about the word because she's off, she's off, um, she's moving her daughter this week. So, I, know. I know. So I, so she, and she said, I, she's really sad that she's missing meeting you. So she's looking forward to seeing this later. But um, we'll get to pick the word, and Pat won't find out about it until later this week. And we'll just have a little conversation about it. Before I do that, I want to know, Dixie, how did you start um, doing what you do? How did the how did your Tupperware party came to, come to be? It all started about 21 years ago. I, um, I, I started selling Tupperware in people's living rooms, and uh, it was just like a – it was – the whole thing came about a friend of mine I went to a temple party a friend of mine is like oh my god you do this is really fun you would be good at this because the lady he was doing it was trying to recruit everybody and then um, somebody said uh, you should do this that would be great and then I did, I was like alright I'll give it a try and I started selling I was terrible at the beginning I was terrible I would pick up a bowl and call it a spoon I was just terrible and then it just sort of caught on and more and more people kind of um, were having parties and I was having a good time at the parties you know and a, a, you know, a friend of mine is like hey you know what you can drink at work I'm like that's the best thing ever because I'm doing a party for work and then, um, and it just kept going and then I was talking to well I I, I ended up um, doing uh, somebody knew one of this I was living back in um, California at the time and somebody from in Orange County booked a party with me and said hey I know somebody from the Orange County Register which is the newspaper there would you would it be okay if they came and like do a little interview with you and I'm like all right that'll be fine and um and what I didn't realize was they were launching the entertainment section coming up in a couple of weeks. They didn't have one at that point. And um, when they launched it, I was on the first issue of the entertainment section. And there were, I was on the front page and then page two. And there were four giant pictures of me, two color on the front and two black and white on the inside. And this giant article. And at the time, I said, the, the, the interviewer called me and did a little interview over the phone did all the pictures up at the, uh, at the party and everything. And then um, afterward said, uh, well, how do you want people to get a hold of you? And I didn't have a website or anything back then. And I was like, well, if people want to do a party, I guess they can just give me a, give me a call. And so they published my home phone number there. And I, I woke up 
the morning that it got published, and my phone—it was back in the time where you had that little message machine. It was full. My, my thing was absolutely full, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And I called everybody back and tried to book all these parties and everything, and it just exploded. And then I ended up becoming a top-selling Tupperware lady in the whole United States and Canada, which is crazy. And then um, a friend of mine who's a director from New York said. Uh, I was talking to him one day. He's like, you should do this as a show. So we put it together as a show, took it to New York, tested it out, did real well. And then through a couple of years with some momentum, it ended up landing on Broadway. And that's how every, all this big stuff started. So then I did the show in 2007 on Broadway. And then in 2008, I started touring it. And the tour booker at the time thought we'd get, you know, a little bit of uh, traction out of it, maybe a year, maybe two years at the most. Well, hell, I'm in my... If you take away the pandemic years that I wasn't doing shows, I'm in the 13th year on the road with this show at this point, which is crazy. And Amazing. I'm now looking into 2024 with the tour. So it's just it's just this kind of crazy thing that just kept going and called a life of its own. So That's amazing. That's and awesome. I've small venues. I've done venues all over the world. I've been to five different countries now. I've gone everywhere with it, and it's just been such a. I mean, I never in my life would have thought that this would take off the way it has. But and like right now, I'm in the sweetest little theater here in Springfield, Illinois, and you know, with a couple hundred people coming to each show, we're just having a good time and just giggling up a storm. So it's fun. I'm excited that you're coming to Ohio, where I'm from, um, later this summer. And I've already got a band of of my crazy weirdo friends that That's we're all going to come visit you. <laughs> I can't wait. I've never been out there. I've been out here. I've been in Columbus. I've been in Cleveland. And I, but I've never been. Uh, I've never been anywhere else. Come to think of it, in um, Ohio. So this will be my first time in Akron, and I'm real excited about it. It's going to be a super stinking good time. It is. It is. I'm. Ex- we're, we're all excited about it. We're oh, already. Excited. We're already planning it. So. <laughs> Without further ado, Miss Dixie, let's pick a word of the week okay. and then just see where it lands on us. And normally, as you know from listening to the podcast, we would we would meditate on it and do a definition and all that. But I think in the organic sense of how this is unfolding, people are going to be much rather kind of hear, I think, what Miss Dixie Longate has to say, some words of wisdom or inspiration that comes from you. So what do you say? Let's just give it a whirl. Let's do it. Let's give it a try. All right, here we go. Spin this wheel of mine and see what happens. Ta-da! Oh, girl. You never know what's going to land on this wheel. The word of the week, you can see it, is understanding. Oh, my Lord. It hit my heart in a certain place. Even everything that's going on in the world, I think what we have the least of right now is understanding. I think people just fail to, fail to sit down and listen to each other when each other speaks and try to come to some sort of common understanding. I think everybody everybody has valuable, um, everybody's life is valuable. Everybody has something to give and something to offer. But I think what happens so often is we don't, we don't, we don't state, state our case correctly and then people yell over each other. Nobody listens. They just stop listen to each other and there's no understanding and if people would say well hey hold on I'm going to take a second I'm going to listen to what you have to say and I'm going to try to understand it I'm not just going to just let it wash over me and, and right off the back I'm going to try to understand where you're coming from what it is that makes you tick what makes you a great human being because I think everybody has something amazing to offer and if we just sit there and listen to each other and try to understand each other then this world has no choice but to be even better 
I think that's a big key of things that are missing these days. My hope is that I always try to sit down and listen to people and get a little bit more understanding about other people because it just makes me grow. And why wouldn't I want to grow on this life? Absolutely. And what I find is that often in the absence of understanding is really just the presence of fear. What do you think about that? Do you agree? I think people... This day and age, especially, you can see it so evidently. I think people, um, if you, you fear what you don't understand, and, the, uh, and so then, and then you try to squash it. I mean, I think about people like they'll squash a bug. Well, why'd you squash the bug? The bug wasn't doing anything to you. Well, I, and it scares me. Well, so why kill it? It is because it scares you. It's not going to get it up in your business. Let it go. It's going to do something else. It's not even, it's just trying to get away from you. It's just trying to live its life. And I think that is just a little version of the bigger problem. You know, we don't know what it is. So we fear it. And then we squash it instead of going, well, let me understand it. And maybe maybe it'll speak to me or maybe I'll get a little more about it. And maybe I'll become a little more compassionate and empathetic. And maybe I'll be able to have a, a slightly better take on the world. That's what I want to do. Hi, this is Michelle. This is my friend, this is Michelle. She's the one running around making sure the little thing is working. Ah, look. Getting the show ready for later. I know. Uh, but no, I 100% agree with you. I think fear is the root of us not being able to understand. Fear is absolutely, yeah. Fear is the root of us not being able to offer understanding. And one of the things I teach here in my in my practice is people will often come in and say, I'm looking for a way to be able to find forgiveness either for somebody else or for myself. And I ask them often, well, why is forgiveness necessary? Because I find, at least in my personal practice, in my personal dealings, that um, it's not forgiveness that's really going to he- do any healing. Forgiveness is kind of like a Band-Aid. If the healing comes when we offer understanding to, like, it's not condoning somebody else's, you know, behavior or what they did or the outcome, but offering understanding that, you know what, that person is just working with the best tools that they have at the time, and that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think we, far too, just what you just said there has nothing to do with me. I think far too often people think, oh, the world is revolving around me. Everybody's out to get me, or uh, somebody did me wrong, and they're just thinking about it. I'm like, they have gone on with their lives. They're not thinking about you. You are not crossing their mind. You know, you're giving so much energy away to something that is not valuable to you. Give the energy to yourself where you deserve it, where it belongs, and make your life better than it was before. But giving so much energy to things that, you know, you can be down in the dumps. You can take a minute and focus on something and go, God, that makes me mad. But then turn that, throw that energy around, change your state, get a different way of perspective uh, of looking at things, and then move forward because there's so much, there's no value in time spent, um, you know, poisoning yourself. It, 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 yeah, it's an old adage. It's about, it's that, 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 that you know, it's like drinking poison and thinking it's going to affect somebody else. So you're right. in that state of just like, oh, I'm so mad at that person. All you're doing is you're just hurting yourself. You're not ending up hurting that other person, which is what you, I guess, your goal is supposed to be at that point. Either try to get an understanding for that other person or just put a bow on it, put it on the shelf and move on. Do other things. Absolutely. And in this, in this day and age of where everyone's so quick to cancel everybody and everything, I think it's far important to really have conversations like these where we're reminding people that, like, who, what authority do you or I have to cancel anybody? Right. Everybody has a value. I, this is something I, I've said for a while. I have a, a thing in one of my shows I do. I say, you're, you're the swimmer that won. And what that means is... Um, there are like however many 
hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever of sperm that are trying to fertilize that egg. All right. And they're all trying to go to it. You're the swimmer that won. You're the one. You all, you started this life as a winner, beating out all the other sperm that didn't get there. You started winning. So it, when you give away your power, when you sit, when you sit there and be meek to somebody else or to a situation, and if that doesn't serve you, you're like if you come from the point of I've already won this game. Everything else in life is gravy. So if I've already started as a winner. Let's keep building upon that and do better things for ourselves, giving ourselves permission to be better people and to live the lives, uh, do the things that make us happy. And, um, you know, and in that happiness, there are going to be some bumps in that road, but in the, I, you're going to find a greater happiness if you're understanding and listening to people and gathering information and making yourself a more well-rounded person. So I think if you just start with that, every morning with that thing, like I'm the swimmer that won, mm-hmm. I, I get to be here. While there are a uh, hundred thousand other iterations of me that are not here, I'm the one that's here. So I already like start out telling yourself, I'm a winner. You know, I'm, I'm already standing at the on the winning the gold on this podium. You know, and uh, and then start from there. I think it just it puts you in a different perspective and a different frame of mind. And that's the understanding you can offer yourself on a daily basis and every night when you go to bed. Those are beautiful words. And you're a winner in my book. I mean, you know I'm one of your biggest fans. And so. Stop it. You're so sweet. You make me all tingly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that energy working, baby. That's that energy working. So as we I, as we wrap up, and I know you got a show getting ready to getting ready for and all that stuff, and I appreciate so much you taking a few minutes of your time Stop to talk playing. about offering understanding to the world to continue to put your beautiful message and your beautiful energy out into this place that we get to live in. And I say that we get to live in. It's an opportunity to be able to seize this every day. So thank you for taking time with me. And so for people who listen, Dixie, where can they find you and, and, and learn more about you? You know, you can go to my website. has all the information about me at DixieLongate.com. It's just my name, D-I-X-I-E-L-O-N-G-A-T-E.com. On there, you're going to see all the stuff I'm doing, the places that I'm going to be appearing on the road. Um, as we talked about earlier, I, this is the – so the season, the theatrical season goes – like in school year, it goes from the, the fall to the spring kind of thing. So I'm wrapping up this season soon. i got a bunch of shows coming up still. I'm going to be in Chandler, Arizona next week. I'm going to be in Jefferson City uh, uh I'm I'm doing a big show in Boston coming up in April. I'm doing a big show in Detroit coming up. Um, And then uh, all this all on the website. And then we're going to launch the whole next season coming up probably in about two months, you know. So all this other stuff is going to be loaded onto the website coming up till the, like May of 2024. Um, so you can always see what I'm doing there. I'm always on social media, so you can find me on Facebook, um, Dixie Longa. You can find me on Twitter. I don't use Twitter all that much, but I'm, uh, Instagram, I'm on there. I don't do TikTok because I didn't know how to do it. I try to do it. Crazy. I don't know how that many this dancing, you know. Um, but you can find me on most of the social media. I'm there and I'm active and I'm doing things and trying to put a little bit of kindness and smiles out in the world every time I ch- every chance I get. Yes, yes, and and it's and it's wonderful. Like I said, I've been following for a long time. And and before we go, I want to tell you that you actually fulfilled one of a long life uh, childhood dream of mine as somebody yeah. who's wanted to be a journalist for as long as she could walk. And you met one of my childhood heroes, Sid Croft. Uh, it yeah. was amazing. I am such a fan of Sid Croft. And I was, um, so Sid started um, Sundays with Sid 
on his uh, on his Instagram thing. So they do every Sunday. He has different guests, and then um, they talk for about an hour about stuff. And uh, some people that you know that work on that had called me, had gotten in touch with me, and said, "Look, would you like to do this?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he said, "They said, well, he's just going to interview you and talk to you." And I was like, "Uh, honey, I won't interview him. I want to talk to him. I want to ask him all the questions that I've always wanted because." He defined my Saturday mornings. You know, I remember all that stuff that I was growing up with, Land of the Lost, Dr. Shrinker, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, The Bugaloos, all that stuff. And then, um, and then, you know, I started watching his, his son is sitting. I started finding out so much about his history before that, that all the marionettes he created, all the puppetry he did, all the amazing stars that he worked with. And uh, I was like, what a great life. And so I got to do all that stuff. And then it was a couple of months back, um, they, they called, they said, you want to do it again? And I said, here, I want to try something. Because um, he's always done things where he's interviewed, you know, they'll pop, it'll be like this. Like somebody will pop up on top, he'll be on the bottom. And I was like, can I come to... Uh, I'm planning a trip out to LA. Can I interview him in person? And they said, Well, they, he normally just does it in his house and you don't want to do interviews in person. I was like, All right, well, then, then um, no. <laughs> like, I really doubled down. I was like, I want to try to do this. And then they talked to him and he's like, All right, I'll, I'll do it. And it was the funniest interview because I'm, I, I got to go in his house and his house is insane. It's amazing. It's just a collection of the most amazing, artistic, weird stuff from his <laughs> life things that people have given him and everything and then um we sat literally at the same table i'm on one side of the table he's on the other and we had two cameras focus at us because they they didn't want to they wanted to still keep the format like that yeah. but what was funny the whole time he sat there staring at me doing the interview so the entire interview is the side of his head looking at me talking to me and i'm trying to split between talking to his face and talking to the camera and it was the most awkward interview but it was hilarious you know, the best and super, super sweet. What an angel. So, yes, I will pass that along to him. Oh, my Lord. Yes. He is tall. He is yes, look for that on Instagram because that's where I watched it. I, and and it was it was amazing. And it just it, it warmed my heart. He, the man literally curated my childhood and my creative brain. So, totally. He, I he, give him so much credit. He made me such a great person. He made me the greatest person that I am today just by watching all his creative craziness. So, <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah, no, I'll pass that along to him because I still oh, talk to him. You're so sweet. Oh, You're so sweet. You made you've you've made my entire my entire day and probably a good portion of my lifetime. Thank <laughs> you, Dixie. Love you lots. You are an angel, said straight from baby Jesus. I just adore you. Thank you for spending some time with me today. And go on, keep out there and you know, keep out sharing some understanding with people. And I hope all the guests that you have, all the people that are watching, also do the same. Keep that understanding, keep that energy flowing, and that it's gonna just make for a better life. You're the swimmer that won. I always That's start. right. You're the swimmer oh. that won. Have a great show, beautiful. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Darling. You take good care. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye bye. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back, and we um, we thank our guest, Dixie Longate, for being uh, on the show. It was a delight to be able to interview Dixie, and I really appreciate Dixie taking time out from her busy tour schedule to spend some time on unscripted, unscripted energy. So thank you, Dixie, for that. Appreciate it. And so with that, Pat. Yes. Pat's going to lead us out of the show. <laughs> all right wonderful words on understanding take it away pat all right thank you um yeah understanding is such a huge 
energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel rather surrounded with with energy at the moment. Um, and actually, I'm feeling very grateful. And so let's drop into that, into uh, gratitude for under, understanding. And um, I have my hands in prayer position at the heart. And we just take a moment to drop into that gratitude of understanding and if you are able to and at this moment to close your eyes you may do so and just breathing into the abdomen nice long slow deep breaths Inhaling and exhaling through the nose. And feeling that, that space. Understanding takes space. Opening the mind, opening the heart. Letting that space be created if it needs to be. Let it be expanded if it needs to be. Have gratitude for that space of understanding. smile. Smile to the heart. Smile to that space. Smile to the mind and that space. can be transformed that that any negativity you might find in those corners that need to be brushed away know that 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 can be transformed feel the aliveness in the hands 
feel the, the peace and understanding of this moment. Namaste. Namaste. Mm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad that you mentioned about like feeling the aliveness in your hands because through that whole meditation, I felt this ball of green chi mm. pushing my hands out. My kind hands of were kind of moving out. out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And what that what that tells me is that our energy was just trying to create that space you were talking about so that understanding can arrive in whatever capacity it's meant to. So that's awesome. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And so with that, signing off um, from Unscripted Energy, um, again, I want to thank our special guest today, Dixie Longgate. You can find her on social media and find out her upcoming tour dates. Um, I plan to see her. I'm actually going to see her in July in Akron, Ohio. So go out there and look on the social media platform. She's on all of them, um, as she said, and, um, and check out where you can check out her show. So with that, signing off from Unscripted Energy, I'm Nora Noble. Be well. Stay safe. Peace. have been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on Unscripted Energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy.